Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. Uh, my name is James Dixon, wishing all of our podcast uh, followers a very good morning, afternoon or evening to, uh, to all of you, wherever you're tuning in from today. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor for 2018, Engage, powered by D2i Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage on that note don't forget to stay up to date with all the latest content on eventindustrynews.com by downloading the new uh, event industry news app available for all the major mobile devices so today's episode uh, and an exciting one and a little bit of a different one perhaps you may call it a departure from um, from what we we are used to talking about on the podcast quite regularly so let's put it into some context a major global brand was spending loads of time organizing complex golfing trips, causing them to miss out on the actual purpose of the, of the events, which was the business networking and the playing of the golf. They wanted somebody to take the busy work out of their hands so they could focus on networking with their clients. Um, and today, the podcast welcomes Michael Chamberlain, founder and director of Clubs Away, a company set up to do exactly that, organize and run high-end business golf events that allow their clients to spend more time enjoying that experience and networking with their own clients. Michael, thanks very much for joining the podcast. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. This sounds like a fascinating idea, um, like many of the best ideas and the stuff that really works well in, in what is a really competitive marketplace in the events industry. People find niches, they find real sort of specialist areas to work in that maybe mix several skills that they've already got in existing contacts to find uh, a business model. This looks very much like something that, that you guys have done. Give us a bit of a, a background as to how the company started, first of all. Yeah, sure. Um, well, it, it, the, the company sort of started a, a little bit by accident, if I'm totally honest with you. I was, um, I was teaching golf at the time uh, at my own golf academy and a client of mine who, who works for a major brand, um, he was sales director level and he said, um, Michael, do you mind if I ask if you do golf trips and I'd done a couple in the past uh, with with some clients just coaching them and taking them to Portugal and what have you but uh, I'd never done a corporate one before and um, anyway after asking him a, a few questions he, he said I, I take a couple of clients away every year uh, and it's it's designed to sort of do my pre-book for the year effectively to which yeah. he sort of generally had half a million pounds worth of sales on and um, he said, you know, why don't you organize the whole thing for me, come on the trip, do some golf instruction with the guys and, and see if we can mix it up a little bit. So I, you know, did exactly that, organized the whole trip, the transport, the golf, the accommodation and uh, delivered the instruction. Um, and, and basically upon coming back, he, he was brought into his bo boss's office and um, his boss said, what went on on, on the trip? And uh, he said, oh, it went perfectly. It was, it was good. And uh, he said, oh, I know it went good. You've done 1.7 million pounds worth of sales. <laughs> and um, he said, what was different? And he sort of said, well, Michael was the difference. He, you know, he organized the whole trip, which allowed me to spend all my time with my clients 
um, you know, all the sort of restaurant bookings, taxi bookings, any sort of issues that came up with the golf subject as well. And then the, the second part of it was the, the golf instruction element where I would, you know, do a golf tuition clinic in the morning before we went out to play. It actually got them playing better golf. So it actually allowed them to uh, basically get in a better mood to, to have a sales conversation, basically, and, and for the, that sales director to, to build up a, a better relationship with his clients and get to know a little bit more about what, what they needed for for the year ahead so um so yeah that that particular company was what started clubs away off and, and needless to say i we had every salesman from that company giving us a call with uh, asking us to do uh, to do the trip so yeah it was that's how that's how the company got started basically and as I said, like like many of the great ideas, not just in the events industry, but in business in general, they often you often hear stories about businesses starting by accident, uh, an opportune moment, something that came about, you know, by accident or unexpectedly that you think, ah, actually, there's, there's a seed of an idea here. Now, the idea of corporate golf days and doing business on the golf course, of course, is, is nothing new at all. People yeah. do business on the golf course since, since golf was created almost. Um, yeah. But in an industry like the events industry where so much of it is data driven it surprises me in some respects that, that that people haven't looked into the the data side of it in a bit more detail and realized actually if i could spend you know 60 minutes more with every client that i'm inviting on this trip how much more business would i do and um, i suppose if you want to become really analytical about it that's that's what you're doing isn't it is it you're, you're freeing up the time that would otherwise be spent doing menial little jobs like restaurant reservations and yeah yeah it's exactly and it, it has an absolute huge effect on you know because Let's face it, the, the sort of premise of, of business these days, whether we like it or not, is, is done through relationships. It, it's, you know, yes, there's the product or service side to it, and then there's the brand and it and the values that it has. But, you know, if, if, the, if, if the consumer doesn't have a relationship with someone within the company and a good one, that will affect business performance. And, and that's exactly what we try to do in all the, you know, golf events that we organize all the golf holidays that we organize and subsequently conferences product launches and and all the stuff that we've uh, diversified into now um we we are really sort of pulling back the um pulling back the skin of it all if you like and looking further into what can make an event better and how it can improve a business's performance in terms of your own skills, you are a, a, a PGA professional. Yes. So, so, right. so, so golf is your sort of major, major skill. How yeah. easy did the organization of an event or the organization of a trip come to you? Was there much that you had to learn or did you find it was something that you took to quite naturally? Um, massively. It has been a massive learning curve, especially with all the legislation that comes with something like travel for example with all the atoll insurances and after you know aspects of it and what have you but yeah i yeah i was a, a, duck, a duck in water uh, for for a, for a little bit really you know just you know learning about the the various aspects of you know the event industry and how to deliver a golf event yeah. um you know coordinating with 
the venue, food choices, beverage choices. I, I had to learn all that stuff from, from scratch. And then, yeah, the, the sort of travel element as well, where we deliver hand-picked holidays to golf destinations. All that side, like I said, the, the transport and coordination with hotels and golf, I had to learn from scratch. A, a lot of event organizers will one, one of the biggest constraints is, is often budget you know when agencies or freelance event organizers are asked to organize meetings or conferences or awards events the end client is often squeezing the budget as much as they can and, and yeah. often they're cut and they're reduced um, yeah. just given the nature of what it is you do and, and the nature of the guys who are out or, and the ladies who are going out to do business on the golf course are you in a, a, a more of a fortunate position whereby the types of client that you're working with do have a good budget to spend on, on even entertaining sort of trips like this? No, not necessarily, to be honest. I, I mean, you know, I, I think, um, I think, you know, issues like Brexit has, you know, really sort of tightened up companies, but I mean, you know, even, even the big companies that we work with, I mean, we work, with some businesses within the sort of, you know, FTSE 500. And, you know, it's amazing how something like Brexit forced them to freeze budgets even. And, and these are organisations with, you know, a lot of money behind them ultimately. Uh, what we've actually found is that the companies that you would expect to be spending a lot of money in this area um, are, are actually freezing um, any sort of budget for corporate hospitality or anything like that. But you, your small, medium-sized organisations are actually starting to invest again now, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is great for us because ultimately you can do what we provide on any budget. Of course, it, it's going to, you know, affect how many people you have there. or you know, But we sell packages for as little as... 500 pounds even you know so if it's just a a ceo wanting to take three of his clients out onto the golf course just to say thank you at the end of the year for for your business we we provide those sorts of packages so um ultimately we we have something for for everybody ultimately um it's it's not something that needs to be restricted by what budget you have sure it just you know will sort of reduce the amount that you can do ultimately it's like anything and and i guess that those those packages and the services that you offer uh the individual elements will vary as well there are things that you can add on as as as, as add-ons or things that people don't necessarily have to have so is there an element where it can be as sort of as simple or as complex as as a client wishes to make it in terms of the bells and whistles that you can put onto an event Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a little example. I mean, the example that I just used, it, it could be a, a four ball, say, at the Grove mm-hmm. in, in Watford. Uh, or you could have a golf event for 100 people and, you know, Clubs Away can do all your invitations for you. It can do end-to-end event management uh, where we coordinate all the venue um, and everything that you bring outside of it you can have a trick shot show at the golf event you can have a golf simulator you can do sort of branding where you put all your banners up little gift bags for the people that are coming to the event 
um, some golf instruction as well. Yeah, the, the sky's the limit um, in, in terms of the things that we can, we can provide. Do you, do you ever uh, have the scenario and have you come across a scenario where you've been asked to, to deliver your specific service alongside a larger event that maybe an agency or, or the company are organising? So take a, they might have a major two-day conference for a company. Do they ever sort of maybe tab on a golf day with that? Have you ever worked alongside other agencies that are delivering other events but ultimately for the same client? Uh, yeah, yeah, very, very much so. One, uh, one uh, client that we had, it, we were actually appro- uh, approached by the event agency that was running their conference. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, the day after the conference, they want to run a big golf day, uh, you know, part staff, part clients. And, uh, and yeah, they outsourced it all to us. And we would, you know, very you know we will go to go and see the the client uh, direct with the event agency that was sure. managing the yeah. event and we partnered with them on on delivering the the specific outcomes that they wanted and i guess that's the beauty going back to what i mentioned quite early on of, of having that real niche that that particular focus of a service that you guys deliver is sure. that you're not in competition with the other event agency they do what no. they do but they don't have the experience or the contacts or the skills to do what you do which is so specific um have you also had to to, to work hard on developing your own portfolio of contacts and i mean right down to think the actual golf courses themselves presumably you must have to have a, a good network and good contacts with them and able to to be able to source the packages and the tea times uh, in some of the more prestigious clubs yeah yeah sure i i mean that's that's been one of the biggest challenges to be honest in in my business obviously when when you're setting up a, an event specific business it's you know, before you actually get noticed, you actually have to start delivering revenue to a particular result before you get any preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what, what we've done is we've been quite particular in the, the results and, and the venues that we work with in order for us to be able to, you know, get those special treatments that, mm-hmm. you know, we get like, you know, preferential tea times, special rates etc um, and and that's how we yeah we work really hard on developing uh developing relationships with our sure. with our results to to get the best pricing and to get the best experience absolutely because i guess your clients will come to you and sometimes if they are if they are seasoned golfers and corporate golf has been part of their business activity for for, for many many years they will perhaps have favorite courses certain clubs that they have a either a liking for an affiliation to that they want to try and continue that with and i guess sometimes if that's maybe not on your portfolio you have to work hard to get in there yeah we do yeah very very much so uh, but I, I will say this generally the venues or you know i mean we we are sort of we've been going three years now so people you know, resorts, venues are, are looking at us and starting to approach us now because we are getting more popular and mm-hmm. our presence and, uh, you know, our presence on online social media seems to be getting ever more popular. Uh, way that they are sort of quite eager to work with us now. So there's that, you know, we sort of meet in halfway now where they are working with us, we're working with them a little bit. And yeah, there's that sort of give and take. And yeah, they, 
we do generally find nine times out of ten that the venue are trying to help us develop as a as a business and and that's really important because we we couldn't ultimately do what we do without without them and and they wouldn't deliver as much business as you know with, without us so ultimately um it's a it's a partnership sure um, and you know hopefully they well most of them see it like that um i guess that the demands must be um frequent and varied that you're getting from clients in terms of what they would like incorporated into their golf days um do you have anything or, or, or any any scenarios where you thought well i've never come across that before have you pretty much seen it all now or, or have there been some surprises thrown at you in the last three years oh, I, I always get surprises to be honest <laughs> um, uh, there was uh, recently, there was um, a golf holiday, at, again, at a major company uh, going out to the south of France, and they wanted to hire a luxury yacht for the day and, and go fishing and, um, yeah, quite, quite never, never heard of that before. All sorts of weird and wonderful things, you know, people are start, starting to request the, the luxuries of helicopters and private jets. Wow. And, yeah, can we, can we get a helicopter from the hotel to the golf course, for example? Um, can you get us into this, you know, Michelin-starred restaurant? You know, we've tried, but we haven't been able to. All sorts of, of requests uh, on, you know, like, like that, really. It's It's... It's never ending. Has has this become your um, your uh, main focus as a as, as a person now? This particular business, because as as a PGA golf professional, presumably you must want to that, that there's a natural desire in you to be out on the course or to be on the, on the practice ground and to be working with with clients in a coaching capacity and to be playing yourself. How difficult has it been to, to sort of balance the development of this business and and your own sort of maybe personal desire to maintain the game? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll admit, I, I, I probably lost my golfing ability for a few years, um, especially in the first few years that I was trying to sort of develop the business. And as we have got busier, uh, and the demand has got higher for a PGA professional going on the actual holiday, um, as a as a uh, consequence to that, I'm playing a lot more golf. So I'd, I'm on the practice ground with the guys in Portugal, teaching them, hitting shots, and they actually want me to go out and play with them because they, they want to see a golf professional hit a golf ball. So it actually forced me to go out and, and work on my game a little bit because it, it, it was a little bit embarrassing, to say the least, when <laughs> I was a golf pro going on a trip and I, I couldn't hit it. Yeah. very straight so uh, so yeah I, I i do have to work hard to get that balance admittedly and, and make time to to work on my game um, but i i i love what i do I, I am very very lucky that i get to travel the world um doing what i do and, and playing golf on on the finest golf courses with great people and and has the, has the growth of the business been organic? It strikes me that, that that is the case, that this is the sort of business that would grow through word of mouth and the very nature of the clients that it's serving and, and the yeah. service that it is delivering is yeah. people doing business by meeting each other and shaking hands and spending time. So has a lot of it just grown through word of mouth? 
it, all of it has has grown through word of mouth. We we all our business up to now has been through referrals, uh, which has been great for us. Um, so you know if if a company runs a trip and it invites its its, its clients along uh, one of those guys you know at least one maybe two three out of the group will ask me about doing a trip for their company and mm. and it sort of works down the line really so and um, the the company up to now has, has been very organic in its in its growth um to the point where we've been now been able to to invest in a in a sales director to take the the business on to the next level now um, but yeah a large chunk of our our business is done through referrals when when a business does grow organically like that um undoubtedly there is still a plan there uh, for you as a, as, a, as a business but without the uh the structure maybe of going out and doing marketing campaigns or trade shows or anything like that and, and seeking the business have you had to adapt quite quickly as the business has grown organically where you might work from month to month and find Crikey, I've got twice as many clients this month than I had this time last month. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't quite into that. Yeah, it's 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 been quite scary at times trying to trying to adjust because I mean ultimately I've gone from being a golf professional to I guess a managing director, if if you like, of managing a business and and bringing in other PGA pros to deliver mm -hmm. the the trips on on my behalf you know I, yeah. I, I never envisaged that it would get to a point where i'd be pulling in another you know two three pga professionals in order to to do the trips and the events for me so that has been you know very uh, very challenging and very eye-opening and you know the the other things that go along with managing a business that is growing very quickly such as you know cash flow and you know general sort of operations and all that sort of so it's it's very interesting uh, and yeah i have had to adapt quite a bit uh, in order to uh, to i i guess see the company maintains its its growth really because it's you know it is a challenging aspect of of running a business and go back to what you mentioned then just now about bringing in other PGA professionals to help deliver some of the events. I guess there comes a point in your growth as a company where you are presented with a scenario of dates clashing and you're already booked to go on one event and an inquiry comes in from another client to say, can you do something for us on this date? And I suppose then you're presented with two pathways. Do you keep it all yourself and do you turn away that business or do you think, do I entrust that to somebody else to deliver on my behalf? And, and, in, and how do I do that? Um, was it a, a long decision in order to sort of, when you were first presented with that scenario to decide, do you know what, I'm going to get somebody else in, see if the client's happy with that and go down the route of offering that wider service? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was quite an easy decision, to be honest, James. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm very lucky. I, I've got, you know, a, a couple of, you know, good friends who are PGA pros who, who actually understand what I'm trying to do. Um, and they're, they're actually as passionate as what I am about going out there and, and delivering not only a great trip, but also improving the, the performance of the business mm -hmm. that is, is using our services. 
So they, they get it instantly. And, you know, any, any PGA professional that comes into the, the clubs away family um, gets some training on, you know, how to deliver certain aspects of the trip. Um, they are ultimately sort of trained on how to understand the brand and the company and the people that they are working with and how to add those little bits and create that environment that will ultimately improve that, that company's performance. And do you see that that, that will get wider? And, and forgive the sort of ruthlessness of the question, but um, I, I hope I'm right in saying that, that there may be a misconception that when somebody says, oh, I'm a professional golfer, that people will naturally assume that you're driving around in Ferraris all the time <laughs> and, and, and you have four holiday properties in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in order to provide a waypoint between your international tournaments, it, it, golf professionals who work day to day in golf clubs around the UK and around the world far outnumber the rich professionals that we see on TV. I'm guessing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so has this been a welcome, you know, revenue stream, if I can call it that, for you as well, and the other guys that uh, that you're bringing into this um, as a way of sort of supplementing their day to day income as golf professionals. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this this is my full time job. So I, you know, I, yeah, I, I guess the initially I I found it very difficult because you know I I gave up a, a very good job to uh, to start clubs away. I, I believed in it that much. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I've been through the the financial struggles that it's presented along the way. Um, you know of. Yeah, getting to the end of the month and having zero money to, to pay me a salary. But, you know, it, like you say, the, the, the perception is amongst everyone that, oh, you're, you're flying off to Portugal, you're going to America, you're, you know, at five-star resorts in England and all that sort of stuff. The, the perception is, is that I'm sort of some sort of rich kid who's, you know, just, you know, absolutely doing well driving in a Ferrari and all that sort of stuff that isn't the case um but uh, yeah uh, the the people that I bring into the business that they're not full-time in in clubs away um but yeah they have definitely seen it as a as a added income stream and a welcome one all be well and and I think they enjoy it I like to think that they do anyway and um, and yeah their their passion is is the same as the the business values that clubs away has again it all comes back down to the power of play if you like and how the power of play can improve your business performance Mm -hmm. the uh, the uniqueness of of golf in this context as i see it is that um it's a it's a hugely popular amateur sport Mm -hmm. by people who just play on a casual basis and also it's a sport that you can do business at the same time whilst playing Yes, the four hours or so of, of playing eighteen holes of golf. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of walking. There's a lot of time to do that conversation. Do you see uh, clubs away um, expanding at all to be not just golf? Are there other sports that you think would be applicable for people to be able to go and do a bit of business and you know for an event of this type of uh, uh, to, to actually be be formed around other sports? Um, at, at, at the moment, we we're not venturing into other sports and and know how, and don't have any sort of plans to do so. Golf, golf is very unique uh, in in how in in the opportunities that it creates for the people that play it. 
um, and, and especially at a corporate level. Mm-hmm. So in, in no other environment will a, you know, a, a corporate, let's say a sales director, going out to see a potential client in no other environment would they get the opportunity to spend four or five hours with that potential client you know talk business but also get to know them on a on a personal level Mm -hmm. and then there's the there's the other side of it of of the opportunity of what golf can tell you about the particular person that's that, that you're doing business with right so for example if if you're playing golf with someone and and they're a potential client and you know you're playing a little competition with them and they say that they got six on a hole rather than the actual score which was nine you know that they're cheating you know (laughs) that they'll do anything to get one over on you and you know the the personality traits that can come as a result of playing golf goes far deeper than just going yeah. out and whacking a ball around a field for you know which is how it's seen at times so you can get a real insight as to who you are doing business with um, and i don't know any other sport that will open up that opportunity um you know with yeah ever really i mean it, you know let's take the other side of corporate hospitality where people take uh, customers to the football or the rugby mm-hmm. you know ultimately you're in a stand you've probably got a you know a few beers in hand and, and what have you what can you actually say you know more about that client as a result of going on that day mm-hmm. versus spending four or five hours on the golf course with them yeah. uh, and and i think that's the that's the unique thing about golf as a sport is that exact sort of yeah that exact opportunity that it provides you to get to know the person that you're playing golf with and potentially doing business with. Absolutely. Cause it's very difficult for, for anybody that's played golf and I, I am no more than a, a casual occasional thrasher. It's very <laughs> difficult for even the worst of golfers to, to not be completely themselves when they're out there because yeah you're concentrating irrespective of what level you're playing at people concentrate on it. They do pay attention to their shot, to where they are, to where they want to try and hit it. And I suppose what that does is it drops their guard on everything else. And it does give a completely honest, true does, yeah. of the person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you're exactly right. And I, I don't know another sport that does that. Uh, you know, you, you know, you, you play golf and, and from a personality point of view, you are, you are naked, you are open for everyone to see and, and you can, yeah, uh, and it does sort of expose any sort of every personality trait that, that you ultimately have. <laughs> and, you know, people can, can use that, what they see in, in order to determine whether they want to do business with that person. Uh, or you know develop get to know them more not get to know them anymore and and yeah not do business with them at all ultimately so it, it gives it gives the each other it gives both parties or all parties mm. an insight as to what that that person is like and if you see a seven iron sailing 15 feet over the fairway <laughs> in front of you probably best not to sign that deal with them they may not be the person to do business with yeah you're working with someone with anger issues is the <laughs> conclusion from that 
We've, uh, we've been talking on the podcast today to Michael Chamberlain. Michael is the founder and director of a company called Clubs Away, who have built a business organically over the last three years, specializing in delivering uh, corporate trips, corporate golf days um, of varying sizes, um, but very much with the, the focus on taking away the organizational aspects of every single element from the people who are there to do business, taking that burden onto their own shoulders and ultimately allowing their clients to flourish and do more business with the people that they are entertaining. Um, Michael, thanks very much for being on the podcast today. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, don't forget to stay with, uh, up to date with all of the latest news from eventindustrynews.com by downloading the Event Industry News app. Our podcasts go out once a week, mostly pre-recorded. But as you may already be aware, we announced at the start this year that on the last Wednesday of every month, we will be broadcasting a live uh, version of the Event Industry News podcast via the EIN Facebook page. So that's the last Wednesday of every month for our live episodes and we're also excited to have a sponsor on board brand new for 2018 the podcast is now brought to you by engage powered by d2i systems winner of best event management platform at the 2017 event technology awards to learn how engage can make your business more profitable visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage thanks very much for your time today thank you very much uh, again to our guest michael chamberlain from clubs away michael thanks a lot for your time and uh, we will see all of you again on the next episode of the event industry news podcast very good day to you mm-hmm.